You got those articles I sent you? Yeah. Just for yeah. info. I appreciate that. Where's Try? He is in Florida. Oh. Um, yeah, so he was in Hawaii for the last, like, probably eight weeks. And then he went straight to Florida because Nick Lucena is assisting. Uh-huh. Um, for you guys? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they're coming back Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. So try. It's hilarious. I keep telling him, like, try. You haven't been on your own show in like three months. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been completely absent. He's just been so running funny. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Busy man. Yeah. But we're going now. Sans Triborn, per usual. <laughs> and uh, I have here a very pretty ring. Kudos of Dane Blanton and kudos of YouTube for winning a third straight national championship. Three Pete. Says it right there. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> so congrats to you guys on another. And uh, four straight. Could you? How cool would it be <laughs> to go out of a college career with four straight national championships? Yeah, that'd be crazy. I try not to think about it. I try and just think about like each day. Because if you think about it too long, you just like... You, th- you just go kind of crazy about it. And that's something I've always thought of like the past three years. I just try not to think about it until like the weekend of because you just build it up way too much in your head because yeah. you're like, that would be so cool to just go four for four. But then it's like, okay, there's many steps I have to do to get there. So I try not to think about it. My parents will bring it up and then they'll like cut themselves off. <laughs> is it uh, is it difficult to stay in the present like that? Because I'm sure that, I mean, that was the first question I had for you guys is how cool would it be to go for Pete? And I'm sure that's the first thing on a lot of people's minds. So what do you, what do you do to stay in the present and keep yourself from jumping to golf shores in May? Yeah, I think taking it like day by day at practice and with our team and we have a really cool team this year with a lot of new new people and um, some people that have been on the team for a couple of years. And so it's a good mix, I think. But yeah, just just not thinking about it too much and trying to just be the best team we can when the season starts and then continue to try to be the best team we can as it goes through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's easy with a lot of seniors, not easy, but with like a large amount of seniors, I think it's nice because all of us are like trying to make the most of our last year. And like, you don't realize like how fast it goes. Obviously, it's your last year. It's so cliche, but like, I didn't realize it till I actually got here that like, it's been like, I feel like every day we talk about it, like how you want to be present. Like we're going to be three months from now, we're going to be like USC alumni. So it's like, that has been nice, like going through it with so many people. That's wild. Yeah. I think you guys are going to be USC alumni. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> it was not that long ago that you guys were like the cute little high schooler. She just ran roughshod through her Mosa. <laughs> and now you're close to being USC alumni. That's crazy. What a wild yeah. ride. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy for me because I was an assistant coach when you guys used to come to the Trojan Beach camps mm-hmm. that uh, Anna Collier created. And you you guys would come and play and and you just never back then would you think that it would turn into what it has but um and USC was so fortunate to get these two together played together at Torrey Pines won a state championship mm-hmm. together and I don't think people understand how important it is the mentality of of being a winner of being a champion when you can recruit someone who already has that type of mentality, it makes uh, it easier for everybody around them. And that's, that's what uh, they've really brought. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned to them how hard it is to what they're doing to stay in the present as a coach. What are you doing to keep the whole team? Cause there's going to be girls on this USC team who've never won a national championship. Who They're brand new to the experience. It reminds me of the 
sort of Vince Lombardi cliche where every year he would show his football teams like, this is a football. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're starting from the basics, regardless yeah. <laughs> of what we did last year. What's it like to take in sort of, you have a lot of returners coming, I think yeah. seven back from the starting lineup, maybe that finished in Gulf Shores, but. Oh, seven of the, yeah, the 10. I don't, I never even think of those numbers. I think it's seven. But a lot of new faces as well. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And so what's, what's sort of the process of of starting a team anew with a blank slate in 24? Well, I think the biggest thing is we don't put a ton of focus on, hey, we're shooting for this national championship. We want to play like great volleyball. And if I recruit the right players and I can get them to reach their potential, I think like the score kind of takes care of itself. So. I don't shy away from it. You know what I mean? We have championship shirts, we have Mm -hmm. rings, but we don't make it the focal point. And the most important thing is recognizing that it is a new season. There are new players and you don't want to talk about this is the way we do it all the time, or this is the way it was done because every team is, is different. We lost 12 players prior to last season. We'll lose probably eight eight to ten players this season so it's a revolving revolving door college uh athletics mm-hmm. is and um you have to look at year by year if you start thinking about you know the the past years that's not going to help you though you know the only thing it does is it puts a target on your back people play their best matches when they come to play you but that's fun and i think that both uh, delaney and megan embrace when someone comes at them and puts their biggest match out there because I know when I would play like against Karch Karai, I would love it because your game would go to another level. So I think they thrive on playing great players and then they play great. And, and the key is to try to play your best volleyball in those huge moments. Mm -hmm. And last year was so funny because with how much you guys lost from the previous national championship winning team, Remember when we had you in here, I was like, USC's like kind of this little underdog sort of this year. And then, of course, not an underdog ever because you're SC. <laughs> and now the narrative slipped where, again, you have no question sort of that target. Um, do you guys enjoy that position of like we're kind of the standard bears and that because it's like Dane said, you're going to get the best from everyone that in turn is going to bring out the best in you pretty much week in, week out? Yeah, I, I love it. Like I think even last year, even though maybe like on paper we were underdogs, like I don't think any of us at one point in the season felt that. Like I think all season long we still felt like we had a target because of having those like three letters on your chest. Like you just know people are gunning for you, um, which is I feel like it's actually nice because you kind of know what you're getting every match. Like there's never – I've never felt one time in the past three years like walking onto a court feeling like I'm just going to blow through this like ever, no matter like what lineup I was in or where I was because I just know like – no matter how much film you watch on a team, like they are going to play very different volleyball against you because they have nothing to lose. And I think like that's been really nice, honestly, in practice because like we know that. So like we all just gun for each other in practice because like you want to like prepare your teammates as much as you can. And I think that's something we've been really like putting an emphasis on and like talking to the grad students about and our freshmen. Like we go really hard in practice and sometimes it almost gets too competitive. We're like, we'll have to debrief after and be like, I didn't mean that personally. You're like, I just did it with the twins last week. We like sat down. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. You didn't mean that. Cause like we go, we practice how we play. It's like cliche, but we, that's like our whole thing. So I think it's nice. Cause we've been really trying to push that. And I think it's been kind of like a shock to some people 
like how aggressive we go, but it's because like we know that's what we're getting for every single match you play. Like you don't have one that you just roll over. So I think long story short, I think it's nice. Like, you know what you're getting, which is Mm -hmm. good. And I think that that's sort of, it's kind of a winning culture, right? Of you can, you have to go after each other in practice because that's what UCLA isn't going to be worried about your feelings when they're trying to play you Mm -hmm. in Gulf Shores. Right. And it reminds me of, um, this great quote from Nick Saban where he was talking to a high school recruit and the crew was talking about how, well, how am I going to get on the field when I'm behind an all American, all American, all American future NFL prospect. And Saban was like, those are the exact guys you want to be behind because when you do get your shot, you're going to be up against the best in the world all the time in practice. You're going to be more than prepared, but it's always that. Oh, it's always tough because you are friends and teammates. And so how do you foster that culture of, we're going to be cutthroat in practice and then off the court, Nicole, I didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Delaney said, I think the, the iron sharpens iron kind of mentality at practice is, is key for our team. And I learned it and I'm sure Delaney did too. I learned it from Tina and from Julia and Haley and all the seniors that we had when we were freshmen and trying to keep that same culture even now, I think is, is a big part of why, we're, we're the way we are. And then last year, you know, we, it was a grind. Like we, we weren't sweeping teams. We were squeaking by three, two a lot of the time, but it was always together as a team, which I thought was really cool. And we didn't really experience that freshman and sophomore year is a little more, uh, not maybe dominant. Sometimes it wasn't quite as much of a close, close match, but having that last season is, is kind of the belief that, yeah, even if it's close, we can still win. We can still, push each other in practice and get better. And I think we got better from the first day of last year to, to the last day in Gulf Shores. And that's what we're trying to do this year as well. Mm-hmm. And just bringing up Nick Saban actually made me think of, uh, you know, I don't envy Kalen DeBoer filling in for Nick Saban at Alabama, <laughs> but you sort of did the equivalent when you took over for Anna. I mean, no one had built a bigger dynasty in the sport. <laughs> there was no slip, you know, just looking at, uh, reading that story that, um, USC wrote about you how it's like Dane just never stops winning. What was it like filling in for Anna and taking over a program that was the most dominant in history and then just not only sustaining it, but building upon it? Yeah, when I was a, a assistant coach, I dreamed if I could get a head coaching job, it would be at USC. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to a, a school that really values excellence, not only on the court, but in the classroom and that supports their program. And being an assistant coach, I got to kind of see how it worked out and, and how the system worked. And um, when I got there, a lot of pressure, right? Because you got to fill those shoes um, without on a call. You're, who knows if beach volleyball would be an NCAA sport. So USC has been all in from day one, built their facility in 2013. So um, last year was the 10-year anniversary of the facility. And um, hopefully we'll get another facility in the next (laughs) few years, right? But um, the expectations were were really high, and I kind of enjoy that as well. It's kind of nice when kind of the cards are stacked against you. And, And when we started right before COVID, we were kind of groveling. We were like a six, five, six and five team uh, before before it got cut off. Mm-hmm. We had lost almost every one of our match or duels three to two, and um, we really used that COVID uh, year to 
recruit the right girls, you know, getting Julia Scholes to come over. Uh, Haley Harward would have been my first uh, recruit when she came over from Long Beach. Had to get Tina to come to come back after after the the Olympics. A lot of people said there's no way, but um, there was high pressure. But I try to foster an environment that cultivates what they were just telling you, um, going at each other hard. But you walk out of the facility, and you know you, you guys are friends, your teammates. But they know if they push each other hard enough, when it comes time to really compete they can draw from those experiences of, uh, of being tested already. And, uh, I think w without that, we don't win championships. There's no way, but we've cultivated this environment and a culture. And I try to empower them to be a part of it. You know, uh, I ask them a lot of questions. I, I love input from them. I want them to be comfortable, but I also want to push them as well. And so creating the environment, and so I'm thinking about the future and they move, they, they learn from Julia and Tina. Now I'm trying to get the next generation to learn from them mm -hmm. because they're such special athletes. And, um, this season, it'll be a real crash course for a lot of the younger players that will be taking over the team. I'm going to put a, a lot of pressure on them to extract and learn as much information. And they're great teachers, too. Mm -hmm. You could have seniors that are just like, hey, I've been here. I'm over it. They're vested in making the future better. And it's it's a it's a big family. You know, you hear about the USC alumni and the family, but just our beach community, I'm trying to cultivate, you know, a family where people want to come back to play in the alumni game and they want to go down the beach and support when when we're playing. And it's 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 a lot of fun and uh I feel really fortunate. Yeah. When you I mean just think about the alumni <laughs> that you guys have. I mean, just recently we got Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, world champions. Tina Gradina almost won an Olympic medal. Julia Scholes won an AVP. Haley Harvard won an AVP. It's crazy just to think of all those alumni. Is it cool for you guys to sort of sit in USC and know that these were the positions that all those big names were once in as well? Yeah, totally. Like, and it's cool for both of us. We both had the opportunity to play with a couple of those girls and like seeing where they are now. And like, I'm sure they have no idea the impact they had on us like as freshmen and sophomores like we talk about all the time like obviously we learned so much from Dana Gustavo but we also learned so much just by like asking them like I remember a specific play like I cut shot and Tina pulled perfectly into my cut shot like she knew what I was doing before I even did it and I remember asking her I was like how did you know that and like picking their brains because they just see volleyball at such a different level like learning from them was like one of the biggest things I took from those two years of just like understanding their minds because they were I mean over four years older than us at the time when we were freshmen and they made such an impact but like I think they made a bigger impact on the culture and that's something that like we put so much emphasis on like I learned everything that I've been trying to like teach this team like from them and like how hard you go in practice and you know the standard that we keep and how you treat each other off the court and on the court like that was all what they taught us so I think that's important like they cared a lot and we still see them all the time which is really cool. And they always ask us like if they need anything, if we have stuff, like I, I know like we try and keep stuff out of the 
you know, out of the team and I'll call Julia for like advice on what should I do about this? Like what, how would you do this? And I think it's just cool having them as a resource because they get it, mm-hmm. but also, you know, they want the best for us and they've taught us so much. So it's been a really cool thing to have them because so many of them live 20 minutes away, like here. So that's been really cool. We'd still have them so close that we can, you know, yeah. ask them things all the time. And an alumni that I didn't even mention was Therese Cannon. Yeah. Partner in Norseka <laughs> champion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How fun was it finishing the season with T? Oh, it was really fun. She's she's great. And and I think both of us being from USC and she's won two national championships too. Um and she's also a student of the game and, and really wanting to learn just just like I am, just like our whole team is. So it was really fun. It's really fun to play with her. And yeah, our alumni are are just amazing all around. It was fun to watch you guys. And did you know that you have a world class defender? <clears throat> <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> you you can put her anywhere on the court. She's yeah, anywhere. She's just a great volleyball player. And um it's it's great that she's out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the versatility that that is there. So sorry, you have any water for me? <laughs> yeah, I can get it. Well, that one's been there for a minute. Baby water. <clears throat> there you go. Thank you, sir. Ice cold. <clears throat> no, but what I was uh, <clears throat> saying is she's such a versatile player now. And I think that, you know, always blockers want to play defense. Defenders always want to block. <laughs> and she's out there actually doing it, which is which is huge. But it, it, it creates a level of versatility for our team that she can she can play defense or she can block and she's gotten really good at it so no kidding. yeah really Thank you. good thanks Dane. I remember world, <laughs> world champs night i was like all right digs per set kristen noss no surprise nina brunner standard cindy tillman yep megan craft blocker <laughs> it was lucky it was lucky it was a three weeks of defense crash course i got lucky but I mean, it's easy you behind Teresa. So often, <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking to Teresa about um, your guys' tournament in Paris, which that was your birthday, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, you guys, you qualified, played great, and then you played three really good teams, really close. You went, went to three with Australia mm-hmm. and Italy, went, like overtime with Kristen Taren, and then three with Italy. Yeah, it's how how useful do you think playing in those big time events is? For I mean, it's not training. That's what you want. That's the level you want to be playing at. Mm. But to bring back to college where you're now in a leadership position and saying, hey, like, this is what the best in the world are doing. This is what we're trying to foster at USC. We will get right back to the podcast in a moment. But first, have to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Wilson. They've been with us since day one. They make the absolute best balls on the beach. Absolutely zero question about it. And it is that time of year. Training camps are starting back up. We're starting to get back out on the beach in California, anyway, in Hawaii, in Florida, anywhere you have a beach facility. The preseason reps are starting to roll around, which means it's time to get a new bag of balls. All those tattered ones we had in 2023, it's time to replace them with some new Wilson balls in 2024. And the best news, you get 20% off all Wilson products when you use our discount code SANDCAST-20. Again, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. Best balls in the game. 
Go fill up your new bag, your new Wilson bag, with some new Wilson Optics balls and get out on the sand. Now, taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last, I don't know, four, five, maybe six years, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions, on the road, at home, doesn't matter. It comes with me everywhere I go. It's just one scoop. You mix it in water once a day, every day. It makes me feel awesome. I rarely, if ever, get sick, and that's because one serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and post, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple, and it's why I just continue sticking with it. Now, I take my AG1 in the morning right before I work out. I throw a little creatine in there as well, or right after I work out when my body's just wanting all these vitamins and minerals. It's the best, it's the number one whole supplement you can take and it's cheap and there's one product i had to recommend to elevate your health it's ag1 and that's why i've partnered with them for so long that's why sandcast continues partnering with them this is our third year so if you want to take ownership of your health start with ag1 try ag1 and get a free 100 free one year supply of vitamin d3 and k2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Now, that is exclusively at drinkag1.com slash sandcast. All right, that's drinkag1.com slash sandcast. So check it out. Yeah, yeah. I think play, like playing against the best in the world is humbling, and it reminds me I have so much to get better at. And so to be able to come back to USC uh, with things I want to work on, not only at USC, but also in in international events is is really cool to have more data points and then just having uh, experience with coming up with strategy I think is something that I have been trying to work on a lot more this year um, defensive strategy serving strategy just trying to to win the the chess match against your opponent and as college gets better and better you have to you can't rely on hitting the ball as hard as you can anymore and overpowering teams maybe like you you could back a couple of years ago now you have to you have to be smarter than them too and and more efficient and um to have a better strategy so i think that's that's something that's huge that i took away from that and at this point i mean the gap between the highest level of ncaa and a mid-level professional player it, it just keeps getting smaller and smaller right. and smaller where there's it's almost <clears throat> no difference i mean when you watch when i watch golf shores i'm like this is i'm watching a professional beach mm-hmm. volleyball match it's pretty cool and you were volunteering for Anna from what, like 2014? 2015 to 2018, yeah. How much have you seen the level jump since oh, those it's, years? It's, it's crazy. Wild. It's exactly what we thought would happen. All the casual type uh, female players that would kind of weekend warriors, like in playing mm-hmm. an AVP, you just knew that that, that kind of section was going to be completely removed because – the training's happening at such a, uh, a young level, it, it, formal training at fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. You know, it's not just you're going down the beach and hitting around. A lot of people are getting trained by by older professionals. And so by the time you get out of high school, some of these, you know, players, I mean, they were doing it. Would you guys get a fifth in Hermosan? So, yeah. I mean, they were doing it in <laughs> high school. So you just knew four years of college or a few years of college, it's just going to to rise up and it's happened. And I think it's given such a boost to the women's game. And it's so fun to see Kelly and Sarah back together playing 
I mean, you mentioned, you know, Skulls is the defending Manhattan Beach uh, champion. And it's it's so cool, the system, because the training's there. And it, it was just, it's needed, too. And it seems like the momentum is huge. The ESPN ratings were through the roof for our sport as well as indoor. And it's it's just a great time. You know, all these pro leagues are starting indoor mm -hmm. in, in the United States. It's it's a great time to be a women's uh, volleyball player on the beach or indoor. And I think the momentum is huge and we just all can contribute and continuing to grow it. Yeah. Do you guys catch any of the PVF this week? I did. It was pretty cool. It was I mean, awesome. it was like 11,700. Yeah. Went. We have Shannon Scully who played on our team two years ago. Okay. Is playing. And so it, awesome. it was cool seeing her. I there. was uh, pleasantly surprised. I wasn't sure what it would look like because pro volleyball in the U.S. has never really mm -hmm. taken, I, I had a good foothold, but then it like blew out the attendance record for pro volleyball. Oh, yeah. And the, I mean, of course, you know, Omaha, it's like, <laughs> if you want to do something good in volleyball, just go to <laughs> Omaha. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. But it's, it's cool. Is it, uh, Fun for you guys to see, too, just as Dane mentioned, it's a good time to be a women's volleyball player, beach or indoor, because the TV ratings are going up. The interest is booming. The participation is enormous. I feel like you guys are like at the frontier of this big boom. It's fun. Yeah, it'll be exciting. We were talking about it in the car on the way here. Like when it moves to Huntington next year, we're like, oh, it's going to be so different than Gulf Shores. But and like we feel like we have a there's a big fan base there, but it's usually all like family and friends. Mm -hmm. Where now when it gets moved to Huntington, I mean, our the basically the entire beach volleyball community is there in like Manhattan Beach here, but an hour drive. So it'll be really cool to see how that affects it too, and how many young girls that might watch that like go into volleyball because of that. Mm -hmm. And like with the Olympics this year as well, I know that always is a big thing. You know, people will watch beach volleyball and that'll boom. So I think this will be a really big year for beach volleyball after following such an enormous year last year for indoor. Um, I think it'll be a really exciting year because I just think a lot of things are clicking at a really good time. Like everything's kind of overlapping this year of changes. Um, so I it's I mean, it's really cool coming, you know, on our last year of of college beaches, like seeing the direction it's going and like talking to recruits who are looking at SC. I'm like, there's no better time to go into college beach volleyball and, or like indoor for those girls that are trying to look to do both. Like it's the most like perfect time because it's booming in all sorts and like the opportunities that are going to be there and the amount of, you know, different universities that are adding beach volleyball too. It's like yeah. every year I feel like there's just so many more. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it's cool to look back on like how, how different it was from when we were seniors in high school. There's kind of a, there's like a sense of finality this year too. Because as you mentioned, it's the last year in Gulf Shores, which was, that's an iconic spot for College <laughs> Beach. How do you guys feel about it switching? Because it, like my heart, it's like, it's cool that that was sort of the most random tradition. Like who would have thought Gulf Shores, Alabama would be like the national championship. But like you said, Huntington, it's, it's a bigger beach volleyball spot. But then it's, it, I don't know, it was a cool little tradition. I see the both sides. How do you guys feel about the switch to Huntington? <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm happy that it'll be close so we can go watch yeah. as mm -hmm. alumni and, and, um, cheer on our team. But it's, I think like Dee said, it's definitely going to bring a different fan base than Gulf Shores, but Gulf Shores is special and it feels different when you go there. So it'll be, it'll be a little sad, I think to, to not go back there, but, um, I think Huntington will, will make it look great and probably look similar to Gulf Shores with, the grass and and the cool things that they do but it'll definitely be different mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 
Yeah, Gulf Shores is awesome, but it's hard to get to. Very. And, but once you get there and you're facing the water and just the colors, and it's almost like a TV set. Yeah. It's like and, an oasis. And yeah, when ESPN comes in, they do they do put palm trees and they, they kind of make it look even more special. But it's it's absolutely beautiful. It'll be it'll be missed for sure. And you know you got to give a lot of credit to Gulf Shores because they were at the forefront of it. And um, I thought it was pretty cool that the NCAA awarded them the f the first four or five year whatever it was when it became an NCAA sport they could have mm -hmm. easily won a different direction but the support down there and um, I think like you know Megan said it'll it'll be kind of sad not not to go there it's a special yeah. place um, and you know hopefully we can um, go back there and create some magic again. Yeah, the sprints into the water will be a little chillier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. The Pacific's just a little cooler than the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> it, it could so be funny. freezing. You yeah. don't care. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you get that opportunity uh -huh. yeah. to go in the water. I can Dude. never keep up with Delaney. <laughs> She's the first one. Is, uh, is Huntington, is that like a long-term thing or are they taking it? I think it's a, like year. a three-year deal. Yeah, I, okay. Don't quote me on that, but I think there is a term to it. Okay. I wasn't sure if if like they were trying to make that sort of the new hub or if they were going to rotate it around like how they do with the NCAA basketball, for right. example, where it's kind of a new spot every year. Yeah. I thought Gulf Shores might become like the Omaha of, yeah. of, of yeah, volleyball. Yeah. Of college baseball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so, <laughs> but um, it'll be, you know, it, it, I think you get an interesting reaction, right? When you're like, Oh, our finals are in Gulf Shores, Alabama. They're like, yeah, uh, you just <laughs> beach volleyball has not been the thing there. I mean, it has for us, but I think it'll be cool to come to the West coast to see how it's received. And it's, it's so much more accessible for fans. So it'll be good. It's part of the evolution. Yeah. And, I think, uh, I think it'll be huge mm -hmm. in Huntington. I think if they, put it in hermosa it would be ridiculous yeah. i think florida state might be like listen usc and ucla don't need a home match for the national championship yeah. they they travel so well though like even though it'll be in california like the lsus and the fsus like they have such an enormous fan base that yeah i don't even think it'll feel different yeah <laughs> it's so cool that those schools because like in the south college sports are kind of religion and it's awesome to see that they've adopted beach volleyball. It's like, that's a legit big fan base sport. And it okay. helps because those two schools win so mm -hmm. much. And they've been knocking on the door forever. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Who are the teams that we should be keeping an eye on this year? <laughs> I think there's a lot. Yeah. We were talking about the other day. Like, I think <clears throat> in the past, you can name off like three or four that you're like, they'll, I feel like, be gunning. But this year, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of girls. It's kind of like hitting the year where like you can't overlook anybody because like even the freshmen coming in like our freshmen this year i mean they have come in so mature and like volleyball knowledge iq i was like you are blown like i don't even think i knew what you were doing as a freshman like mm -hmm. and it's it's been really cool just seeing the different like <clears throat> caliber of volleyball and like I, i'm sure a ton of freshmen will play at other schools and you know seeing like how i just feel like it's changing so i i couldn't even give you a list i think there's gonna be a lot yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's a really strong class that are yeah. seniors right now as well. Oh, um, yeah. Despite, There's tons of graduating. The freshmen, because so many, so many times we're going over rosters and it's like, oh my God, they're still here. We got to deal with this. Yeah. And, but to, to Delaney's point, I think there's a lot of great teams. I mean, 
will be solid. UCLA is always good. Florida State's going to be there. Loyola Marymount, Cal Poly, Hawaii, Stanford's got a lot of you know good players. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps growing. It, it keeps growing and keeps getting more and more competitive, which is awesome. Um, but I think the you're you know like you were talking about like when you, you look at the freshmen now the way they're coming in and we get freshmen that some of them are taking their senior year off Mm -hmm. they're they're graduating early (laughs) and they're training to get ready for college and it's interesting to see the trends and i think there's a lot more players making that distinction like i'm just gonna play indoor or Mm -hmm. i'm gonna play beach and so they come in a little more prepared and um what i've always pushed at at sc is you know if you want to play both we want you to come you know, here we want to open that door because if you know volleyball, you know volleyball. And I think it's just slight subtle differences and, and reps. You can, you know, go from indoor to outdoor, from outdoor to indoor. You know, I think it's it's possible, the versatility of the athlete that's coming up now. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting uh, before we came about Molly Phillips. That's a, yeah. a cool transfer to get. How's her transition been? <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, <laughs> fortunate, right? I mean, how often can you get a two-time national champion from indoor? And now they're, they're coming over to the beach. Um you know, she reminds me of like the potential of like almost like an Alex Kleinman mm-hmm. because of her height and just putting up six four, six five. Yeah. Is that is that right? Jeez. And just really coming to the beach, and she, she has a history on the beach as well. But she's come to our team with such an open mind. She's just been a you know a breeze to work with, and she's just kind of fit right in. I don't know how you guys feel, but oh, from yeah. My perspective, it's just like she was wide, wide eyed when she came in, just taking it all in. And now she's just ready to, to do her thing. And every day you see something click a little more mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> and she, she can be very dangerous. Yeah, she's a great human. She's been definitely like seamless came in and I don't feel like she skipped a beat, which is really cool. And obviously like incredible athlete, but even like better human. And I think she'll help like the maturity of our team a lot. And she's been, I mean, even teaching us stuff about, you know, like ways they did stuff at Texas and things that, you know, we can improve and stuff too. So she's been awesome. I think she'll, she'll only be a a positive thing for us, which is cool. But I think, I think that she comes in like that because of them being leaders and opening the door. Mm -hmm. It's not like, Oh, this is our team. And Oh, you want to come in on, it's just like open arms let's go. We're we're on the same squad. And, and I think that accelerates the, you know, her getting acclimated and, and really like blossoming. You can always learn from a winner. (laughs) She's won two national championships and you can learn from that. It's cool that she came in with a humility to learn from you guys though. And I think that speaks to the, the program that Texas put together as well, that, she can come in and be like, you know what? I have things to learn on the beach. And I'm sure that she, it's always humbling when you go from hard surface to, to mm-hmm. one that moves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. But that's cool that you guys just embraced her with open arms. But that's just another in a long line of transfers that you've brought in. I mean, you mentioned, was it Haley or Julia that was your first? Uh, Haley Harward. So she, Haley. Yeah, she graduated um, right in December after her indoor season mm-hmm. of that allowed her to have the spring of that year and then an okay. addition, additional year. And um, Julia as well was at Hawaii when COVID hit, which um, instead of her playing that year in Hawaii, got 
uh, another year. Mm -hmm. And I believe you guys are the first class after not affected at all by COVID. And, but they do have, they, they do are, they are in a really great and interesting position. I think Ricky Ludy's the old, um, yeah. Uh, legendary, you know, indoor beach, uh, player. He, I believe he was the only player to start four years and win four national championships for really he did at UCLA and oh. um they've obviously started yeah. from day one <laughs> come and, on uh, <laughs> it's 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 just a lot of fun and you know um like I said we don't talk a ton about those things and uh but they've created some amazing opportunities for themselves which is cool mm-hmm. but you've done really well uh with transfers I know last year Madison Shields Ashlyn Rasnick Pope, Jenna Johnson, mm-hmm. is it Kelly Agnew? That was UCLA. Yeah. Um, any outside from Molly, any new transfers this year? Maddie Kriz, who was on the ones with uh, Zolani Hodel in at uh, Stanford. Okay. Uh, spectacular defender um, and volleyball player. Um, also Grace Seitz, who was at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's, she's really fun to work she's with. Awesome. She's great. Um, Ainsley Riddell from Cal. Okay. Um, you mentioned Molly Phillips from Texas and, um, Emily Fitzner was on our indoor team and she's moved over and, and she's now competing on the beach. And, okay. Um, did I miss anyone? No. And, and then uh, not to mention the freshman cause Ashley paid her. Ashley she's Prater. coming in and you, yeah. you did you play her yes in, in her what, in hermosa, hermosa. okay her yeah. and sarah wood mm-hmm. oh yeah sarah's a beast yeah, yeah I, was, I was very nervous <laughs> for that <guy>. game <laughs> <laughs> it's about that time for the waya kea water break the very company that has been keeping us hydrated all season long for the past several seasons on the avp tour yes we are back hanging out with waya kea and they're my favorite waters not just because it sounds kind of fancy with its volcanic water but it's made of ocean plast all those water bottles you see they're made of 100 percent post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic what that means is that each bottle helps to remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches waterways and cities so when you're getting hydrated you're also helping clean up the beach in a pretty sweet way they also have these refillable aluminum bottles that are awesome they're great to take on the go and reuse my mom every time she's in town she takes one of those and just reuses it over and over and over again. And it's recyclable. It's recommended to be used 100 times or more, which, I mean, I've used it about 100 times or more. And they have still and sparkling, big sparkling water guy. They're also committed to giving back, which is awesome. It's local to those in Hawaii through the Kakua Initiative, from monthly drives to support the local food bank and nonprofits to direct support of individuals and organizations. It's in the continental U.S. as well. Via partnerships with its ambassadors, such as, you may have heard of him, Clay Thompson and his Thompson Family Foundation. You got Aaron Judge, may have heard of him, and the All Rise Foundation. Miles Garrett might have heard of him with his water boys. So YK, they're partnering with the big dogs, and also they're partnering with Sandcast. So if you want to get some water, the best water, by the way, some Hawaiian volcanic water, and work with a company that helps take the plastic out of the oceans, that gives back, use the promo code SANDCAST, that's all caps, SANDCAST, online at yakea.com and that'll get you 20% off your order. All right, so that's sandcast all caps at yakea.com for 20% off. Stay hydrated, my friends. 
This show is brought to you by Bartender in a Box. Yes, guys, we've been looking for an alcohol sponsor for a long time on this show, and now it's time to drink outside the box with Bartender in the Box, our new sponsor and the official margarita and official Mai Tai of the American Volleyball League and AVL on ION Sports. And for those on a volleyball player's budget, we got you. Sandcast and Bartender in a Box invites you and 12 of your friends to enjoy just one box of their premium bar quality libations for around 20 bucks. That's right, 12 premium mixed cocktails out of just one tasty package, whether it's pregame or postgame. We got you covered. Celebrating that beach volleyball victory or styling sunset, or maybe you lost in the quarterfinals like you planned to, so you could drink your Bartender in a Box while everyone else still is playing, burning calories, all that stuff. Bartender in a Box is available in a growing number of flavors, stores, and markets where you shop. But if it's not on display, just ask for it as it sells out quick. The libation experience and price are worth it. So shake your box today. Have margarita, have Mai Tai. Enjoy the show. We've got some really fun news for y'all, and that is that Sandcast and Volleyball TV, or VBTV, whatever you want to call it, we are now partnered up. So the Road to Paris series that I record after every... Olympic qualifying event or every other, that's now going to start featuring video highlights. Instead of just the still pictures, we're going to have actual video highlights. So it's going to be more like an actual volleyball highlight show. So instead of just still pictures, you're actually going to get to see what's going on on the field of action. And in return, we're going to start promoting volleyball TV and you get 20% off your volleyball TV subscription when you use the code SANDCAST20. Now this is case sensitive. So SANDCAST is all caps 20. And that's the numeral 20. So it's Sandcast, all caps, 20. And you will get 20% off your VBTV subscription. Now, a lot of you guys who are listening to the show, you're beach volleyball super fans. And I absolutely love that. I love you. I love you for listening. I love you for subscribing to VBTV and watching. So if you already have your subscription, when it comes time to renew, you can use that code. Or you, you could honestly cancel and then renew with your 20% off if you wanted to. So again, Sandcast, 20 all caps at Volleyball TV. That'll get you 20% off. So I'm stoked to be partnering with VBTV. It's just been such a sweet thing to have for the sport, to have like all the volleyball you could watch in one spot, or at least all the international volleyball you could watch in one spot. That's indoor. It's Italian league. It's even the Big Ten indoor. You get all of that 20% off with our code. So go and watch your beach volleyball today at Volleyball TV. <laughs> it's uh it's crazy that you're getting frustrated with avp experience and probably somewhat regularly i mean you guys you did it but ashley i feel like she's been playing the main draws i've seen her name for years and she's just now becoming a freshman yeah she came in very like effortlessly like you could tell her maturity and like the iq is so there like from day one which is cool mm -hmm. she's been awesome she like she's so many you'll just like don't even have to worry about like you know she's doing the right things and she's been super open-minded and has been trying to learn from all of us and i mean i'm learning stuff from her like she's she runs down everything so she's been making me way better and i think it's just so cool seeing someone like that like just i talk about all the time like seeing her trajectory of where she'll go at usc will be really cool mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm definitely excited for her and she's just been a great teammate so yeah. we've we've really enjoyed her any other freshmen uh kind of notable yeah, we have, entrance we have five right five okay six or six total yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Six total. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, we have a They're lot. They're all great. <laughs> <We have> great <laughs> humans. All, all of them. Great. I mean, all of them are great. Just volleyball players. Like, but even, I mean, they're all great humans. Like that is like the biggest thing. They all came in like very mature and very just like they knew what they wanted. 
they've been grinding. Like I remember all summer last summer, they were texting me like, is this the right workout thing to do? Is this like they were doing our conditioning tests? I'm like, take a week to breathe. Like you just, (laughs) you just graduated high school, but they, they've been awesome and they've been pushing us and they've been so open-minded. And the cool thing is they've been asking a ton of stuff about like leadership too. We have a a freshman from Texas named Kaylee and she's been awesome. Just trying to ask so many questions, like not just volleyball, but like, what are my keys of how you run this team? What are things that have worked? And like, it's cool. Cause you know, we do have a big graduating class this year and they'll be the, the people that, you know, those freshmen and grad students will look to, you know, when, when they'll kind of take over the team. So it's been, mm-hmm. it's been really fun. They've been a good group. And as a coach, how do you take all these, you have some of the core, then you have all these new transfers coming in from different programs and different cultures and freshmen coming in how do you just mold it all together every year? Do you have to take a different tack based on the personality or do you sort of have this sort of template? It's obviously worked very well and you're now, this will be your fifth year at yeah. SC. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, just how do you take all these different talents and personalities that you get a new influx every year and just mold it into this winning culture? I think that honestly, the biggest thing is recruiting the mm-hmm. right character <clears throat> athletes that, that have the right intentions that are very competitive, um, that want to have a good time and want to work hard. Um, like they mentioned, like Ashley Pater, she's just a workhorse, right? Mm-hmm. She just comes in, puts her head down and does her thing. And I think if you put like-minded athletes together that are, that kind of put ego to the side and are welcoming, like, Hey, we're a squad and we're on a mission. And that's, that's really been the formula and you don't always get it right with the, you know, the, the players that you bring in, but Mm -hmm. I think we've got it right way more than we haven't (laughs) with, you know, like how, 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 uh, well-spoken these two are, how, um, respectful and also, you know, they have that ability to set the ego aside and do, what's best for the group. And um, then it makes my job a lot easier. I can kind of back off. I mean, the idea is to get them to, because beach is kind of a, it's not an individual sport, but once you get out there on your own, you got to be able to make decisions. And when you're playing five matches at once, it's not like you're going to always have a coach there. And so I want them to be fully prepared when that instance hits. And, um, you know, to, to answer your question, it's it's the type of athlete you bring in and the mentality and the work ethic and all those things, because I've seen teams that uh, it's very different. It's it's very different. So um, just trying to create that that environment, I, th- I think we've been able to do it, you know, by getting athletes like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can it be an obstacle to recruit when if you're you know, hotshot freshman coming in like, well, how am I going to play behind Megan and Delaney and the nurses and whoever else may be coming in? Cause it's like, you're not any good coach. You're not going to be in a position where you say, yeah, I'll guarantee you this spot. Cause you might get beat out for it. Has that been a, a challenge recruiting or is that almost a tool where you're saying, you know what? I can't guarantee you a spot, but you're going to be going up against some of the best players in the country every day at practice. Well, I think, I think for me, and, and I think they could answer it better because I don't want to, you know, it's only, it only works if, if they think it works. Right. And, and I try to be very fair 
I don't care if you're on scholarship. I don't care if you're not on any scholarship. If you can perform and play within the system, then I kind of let the players decide mm-hmm. um, in terms of their their ability. Would would that be fair to say? Yeah, definitely. I think like a lot of people come for like culture reasons too. I think a lot of the grad students who I've talked to the past couple of years, like they want to be a part of something where they see that like we are all very like-minded people. And I think he's done a fantastic job of just recruiting like the right humans. Like I think he puts a lot of emphasis on like the human being beside the athlete. Cause like the athlete will come with the training we do. Like Madison Peel, our strength coach is incredible and she's changed all of us. Like, like, everybody's vertical and how quick like she's done an incredible job and obviously with him and Gustavo and Emily as coaches like you're gonna get the volleyball I think it's just like if you can get the human that is willing to put the ego aside and like get humbled and I think like that's something I learned freshman year like I I was getting so humbled but I was like I'm getting so much better because like I'm getting demolished by these older players. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's huge. And I think our team this year in particular, like top to bottom, I've, I haven't been a part of a group where, you know, one through 22 are just girls who like want to play, want to be a part of something, want to make it a special year. Um, and I think, I think that's the biggest thing is just our culture. And every year we start from scratch, like even though we've had a, a similar outcome, every culture has been super different because you just have different individuals and, ways you have to treat things and ways you go about things, which I think is really cool. And just seeing like what works for people. And I like taking things from, you know, Ainsley from Cal and having Mm -hmm. LSU and Stanford backgrounds and like picking what worked for them has been really nice. And like learning what maybe hasn't worked and maybe if they see similarities and, you know, learning from them. So that's just been the biggest thing for me. I think we've learned so much from each other and like everybody has put their ego aside hundred percent. Like people like want to just learn from each other, which has just been a really cool environment yeah, to be a part of. It's a virtuous of. cycle when that happens. Yeah, absolutely. How would you describe the USC culture, Meg? Yeah, I think it's amazing. I was about to add on to you, D. I think D and Nick are our captains and Nick Norse, and they uh, they do a really, really, really good job. Um, and they've they've learned, you know, we all have, but them especially as like the, the head captains, they've learned through Tina and Julia and Sammy and all the people that have been captains when we were younger. And they, they're, they're doing a really good job of, of not only organizing things and like making sure logistics are a go, but they really, they, they serve the team. And I think the idea of serving each other and working for each other and lifting each other up is kind of their, their first their first go-to and you can really feel it. So you guys are doing a great job. (laughs) (laughs) And we've mentioned the sort of lack of ego in the whole USC program. And Meg, I have to say it is incredible to see how soft-spoken and humble you are (laughs) when you have played at literally the highest level in the world, top 10 at world championships, playing with someone you hadn't had much experience playing defense after three weeks of practice. And you're just still, you would never know it by the way you carry yourself. And I think it's, um, it's encouraging to see. And uh, I, I enjoy watching you play and succeed because I'm like, she's the most humble athlete out there. Thank you hear you. from all the freshmen. It's my favorite thing. It's when freshmen <laughs> come in and they're like, oh my God, it's Megan Graff. And they te- like talk to her and they learn from her. And it's like, you'd have no idea what mm-hmm. she's doing, but obviously like the most humble human. And I think she doesn't give herself credit for like the leadership she does because I think so many people literally just watch 
and like learn from her in the way that like she speaks when she needs to, she helps when she needs to. And like, she's played such a huge leadership role of just like lead by example, which is kind of what Tina was for us. Like she was our lead by example, like captain, like you watch her and you learn from her and you're mm -hmm. like, that's how you do it. And that's how you don't do it. And I think she's been a huge, like, especially for our blockers, we have so many blockers this year that I think they've just watched and like learn how she does it because obviously it's so effortless. But I mean, great human being to have as like a leader, which I think is really important. Yeah. Thanks. So I had like when I knew we were gonna do this, I had to ask them <laughs> together. Did you see how I asked you guys together? <laughs> <laughs> Megan would have had something that she would have kind of skirted out because she is very soft spoken and kind of goes around the limelight <laughs> rather than. Uh, but that was that was calculated by me <laughs> and then and then you know what she threw me next was i have class every afternoon <laughs> monday through thursday <laughs> and so i told you we got to do it tomorrow <laughs> that's so funny uh, that's awesome. right. it's fun having uh people on here with meg so they can give meg the hype that she, you oh, are yourself. thanks guys Maybe turning into a stop sign <laughs> but it sounds like uh there's a lot of great problems that usc has this year you have a lot of talent to choose for just 10 spots and you don't hear it often we have too many blockers yeah seriously <laughs> these are good problems to have yeah well that's the thing and and with her versatility megan could play with a blocker mm -hmm. you know if, if need be and um the versatility is huge, but I think what we haven't talked about a lot is is uh, Gustavo, who is just I think he's one of the great volleyball minds that I've worked with, and um, he was uh, voted AVCA Assistant Coach of the Year last year. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then we elevated him to Associate Head Coach, and he's we have a blast because. Not only, I think, are the players on the same page, we as a coaching staff are on the same page. We enjoy going to work every day and creating and, and designing practice and, and all those things. And just a great guy who is also got his finger on the pulse. We've talked about recruiting. He He's very in tune with who the best players in the country are as mm -hmm. they, they come up. So, um just want to give a lot of credit to to him because he was there my last year as an assistant okay. and then I had taken 2019 off but when I was there with him as a volunteer assistant he was the main assistant we always talked like how cool would it be if we could run this program one yeah. day together and that happened starting in 2019 and uh, you know I guess the last four years are history but we're we're having a blast doing it and um I think they probably see see that energy and it, 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 that's part of cultivating that that really cool mm -hmm. uh, environment. Yeah, they balance each other out incredibly well. Like I was talking to Ainsley and Maddie about it the other day. Like it's so nice having because we also have Emily and like the three of them, they have such a like minded view on like how they want you to do things, but they all explain it in a way that it makes sense for you. Like. I'll ask Dane about certain things because this way he says something will click for me. And then if something I'm like, I don't know, maybe if that's clicking for me, you're like, goose, reword it. And like, he'll show you in a different way. And it's like so cool to have, you know, different minds of how it works because they, they see volleyball in a different way, but they have the same goal, which I think is really important. And, and they don't, they don't cross over each other. There's never, you know, bad energy. Like they come in with the same energy every day, which I also think is really important because mm -hmm. when you have 22 
college female players. Like <laughs> we're going through a lot with what we do. And like when you go in, like you know what you're getting every day, which I think is really important. And it's created a very stable environment, which I think is has made it like a very easy environment to learn in, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love Gustavo. I see him most mornings <laughs> on our 6 a.m. walks down the strand. Mm-hmm. He's Me, awesome. Gustavo and Malu. And Malu? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was so funny because he was talking about um, Molly coming in. He goes, dude, we put Molly and Megan in practice the other day. And he was like, and then he leaned in close, like, they serve Megan. he's just he's such a good dude and he always gives me crap he's like when are you gonna write a story about me i'm like listen the blue couch is open for you whenever you want (laughs) never take credit and that's another i mean speaking of no ego gustavo he might be harder to get in than megan yeah he will not speak (laughs) on anything he's done maybe if i told him like we were going to dinner and not driving yeah he would be just gotta stop by my friend's house for a second he's awesome and he cares like he cares so much about us as humans like my freshman year I think he called me every week for the entire fall and spring just like how are you doing as a human and I think that's really important because he knows like it's a lot and I think that's important and I think it's something that a lot of us have seen like he he's made us great volleyball players but I think even better like he reminds me every day like this is your last semester make the most of it like don't don't just you know fly through this and have any regrets and I think it's awesome because he pushes us not volleyball wise but also just like as humans and he knows that it's bigger than volleyball and I think that's the biggest thing that he believes which has made it like easier to do the volleyball because it's like you know this isn't my my everything like even though it feels like it is and we're Mm -hmm. like want it so bad he like always reminds us like it's there are more important things sometimes that like it makes it volleyball not the scary thing like it makes volleyball the calm thing which is really nice yeah like that great Eleanor Roosevelt quote. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt, but no one knows, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And mm-hmm. that's cool that you have an assistant coach and a head coach that cares about you more than just volleyball players. When you graduate, say, all right, next, reload. They care about you guys as human beings. And I think that's so important at the college level. Not that it's not at the professional level, but you guys are developing human beings. You know, and then you're going to go out into the real world. And I feel like the SC program continues to churn out people who become well-adjusted human beings and not just volleyball players. I think that speaks to the culture that all three of you guys and a lot of people before you have instilled. Yeah. You're in such like a raw time of your life. Like everyone, your freshman year, your senior year is just so different that it's like, it's, you're in such like an imprintable phase of your life. That's why it's Mm -hmm. like so important. Like when he says like the people he recruits, like you kind of become who you like surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's very telling. Like when you meet someone from SC, like the, the different characteristics like it makes sense why you know like all these people are my best friends and closest people because everyone's very very like-minded and you're all kind of going through it together which is cool Mm -hmm. and the um last time we had you on i think it was before the ncaa had adopted the single elimination Mm -hmm. format Mm -hmm. and you were sort of pushing for it you're like that's intense how how do you think it went because last year was the first year that was true single limb yeah right yeah you know I was for it right out of the gate. As soon as they allowed us to double the field to 16, there was a, I was on the committee, the NCAA committee at the time, and I said, we need to do this now because if another decision comes down the pipe later and we kick it down a year, mm-hmm. you know, they won't take us as serious. So I was really happy that while on that committee, I got it to 16 teams or helped get it to there. And then the single elimination it just seemed like it made more sense. Um, I think well, there's one year where a team single. that didn't win the winner's racket actually won the national championship. Okay. I think maybe UCLA did it. So you're talking 
just one time where you came around. Um, unfortunately, I'm not on that committee anymore because it's a conference um, nominated committee. Your okay. conference has to nominate you. And once we pulled out of you guys are back kind of 12, the nomads, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't waste any time. I was, I think I was kicked off the committee like the week later <laughs> when, when we decided That's to go really from uh, when USC and UCLA moved to the, the big 10. Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. So they, they took, took us off right away. Um, but I think it's huge. I, I like the single elimination. It's, high stakes it's high drama it's pressure and but you know what i mean it's very fan friendly mm -hmm. if you know anything about sports you know nothing about double elimination yeah <laughs> it's all thing you know what i mean you play in the australian open that's happening right now what is it 100 128 28, i think yeah. yeah same thing with the u.s open the the basketball tournament's a 64 team draw mm -hmm. and imagine those cinderella stories that the buzzer beaters and then the team that lost comes back and plays the next day just doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. and the only answer that i was always getting was we're doing it that way because we've always done it that way. Yeah. And I said, well, let's get rid of it. Let's, let's go single limb, you know, and every, the stakes are higher. The thing with double elimination, the percentages rise to get the best teams in the final. There's no question mm -hmm. about it, but is that always good? You know, you sometimes want the, you know, the, the Cinderella story that won barely, I think a few years back, remember when Stetson beat us and we were able to come back, come back through in, uh, we, I don't think we won the whole thing, but you know, it was that you still had that possibility, you know, I, I, I think there's multiple ways to look at it, mm -hmm. but it's a lot cleaner. It's a lot less matches. You see your, your route. Um, yeah. I think they, they could answer, uh, you know, whether you like it or not a little yeah. better. Yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's 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 like every other sports tournament. I think there's not many sports tournaments that are double limb, but definitely the first year we did it, it was we were all like, oh, man, this is yeah. Um, and but it was it was exciting, and and it definitely brought the pressure up. And you were, <laughs> I just remember like looking over the like the hotel has balconies, and you can kind of see the courts if you have a good room. And we'd all be like over the balcony yeah. trying to see the who's up, who's up. And everyone's heads popped out like yeah, in the, those team. intense games that were really close. And, and it was just to get into the, the quarters, mm -hmm. you know. So it was, uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I like yeah. it. And I like that the field expanded, too, because there's more than just eight good teams now. There's definitely 16, if not more. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's all competitive games also, uh, like one versus 16. It's still a good game, whereas maybe a couple of years ago when it was eight teams that probably made more sense, and then getting more volleyball made more sense. But I like the I like the single limb. It's intense. I mean, and at the end of the day, anything but pool play. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. With it. There's nothing harder to explain than what ha what goes on in pool play. Yeah. Because <laughs> even like the world championships, once you get out of pool play, it's single limb. But the Czech Republic went one and two, and people were like, "Well, how are they coming out?" Of pool play, they just lost twice. They ended up winning the world championship. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> like, geez, like trying, it's so hard to follow. Uh, like uh, Theo and Trevor's comeback. Oh my and, gosh! Like squeaking out. That was nuts. Even me and Therese, we shouldn't have made it out, but. And you ended up playing pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we like won our game. And we're like, I hope we got third. 
and yeah, it's just points. And <laughs> so, why don't they just do the mod the the modified pool play where it's like that mini bracket? Because where... even so modified with a um a twenty four team, yeah. um people have figured out that if you win your first, your uh-huh. second doesn't matter. Okay. And so one tournament there were six forfeits in yeah. the second round. Oh wow! And, and so it didn't matter if you won that second one; you no, were going to be on the same place. Because it supposedly gives it's a draw. you like an advantage that you're going to play a worse seed. But at the highest level, all right, so you're going to play <laughs> Herrera Gavira in the first round instead of you know Parasit Schweiner. It's like, all right, pick your poison. You know, you got five-time Olympians versus the world champions. Um, so people were just like, we're just not going to play an extra match. Yeah. And it was hilarious because in China, Theo uh, went to forfeit against Adrian Heidrich and Leo Diller of Switzerland, and Heidrich beat him to it. And so they ended up rock, paper, scissoring, <laughs> and the uh, the loser uh, won the match. It was wow. They were trying to lose because they knew that Spain had lost their first round, and so they were going to come out as a three seed, and Theo was like, the only way we're going to play Spain, the only thing we don't want to play in the first round is if we go to an own pool. So we were trying to forfeit before they could. <laughs> so ideally, would single limb work? Single, or, single or, or, just a, or just a double limb, yeah. get rid of pool play altogether. Yeah, I think uh, a 24-team uh, tournament causes a lot of problems because if you have a double elimination, you run into a same problem where, because this happened to me, I think, three years in a row in AVP Hermosa. It was a 24-team draw where you win your first, then you play a top eight team. And if you lose, you go backwards to as if you had never won at all. And so modified pool sort of similar thing where if you win your first, there's no point in, pl- in playing out your second. So I think it's if it's divisible by 16 or eight, it's uh, or yeah, 16, then it's a you can do a single, you can do double, you can do modified pool and it's going to work out. But 2014 is just kind of a weird. It's got to be a full bracket. Yeah. yeah. Got it. That so if the sense. NCAA expands again, I hope they don't hit 24. Yeah. <laughs> go, go to 24 go straight to 30. Yeah. yeah. When you get allowed back on the committee. We got to get, that's interesting because we got to get the Big Ten to officially sponsor beach volleyball. And yeah. We're close now because, um, Washington and Oregon, okay. as well as USC and UCLA, are going. Nebraska dabbles in beach. Yeah. They kind of use their indoor team on the beach. You need six teams, and, and like but I think it's important now that now it's a Power Four conference, right? There's no Power Five conference, but mm-hmm. I think it's important that one of those conferences is sponsoring beach volleyball for sure. And it's going to take take a couple years, but I think we'll get there. Yeah, because I mean the Big Ten, they have so many. Big Great indoor programs. Yeah. yeah I mean, because you got, I mean, what Penn State was historically dominant indoors. I mean, Wisconsin, you said Nebraska dabbles. They're like kind of a, a half beach program. Um, I mean, my alma mater, Maryland, they've had a pretty decent indoor program for a while. I feel like it's a matter of time. But what's, where are you guys right now for? Beach. I can't make it. We're Pac twelve. This is the last year okay. for Pac twelve. And then we'll we'll go Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. This, okay. The one that like men's volleyball is in and okay. water polo. That that conference was designed for schools that, you know, not everybody like say Pepperdine and like the West Coast Conference, they don't all the teams in the West Coast Conference don't have men's volleyball. So that's why they kind of created a conference where, I don't know, 
Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I'm not explaining it that well, but it's really great to have them. Yeah. And um, we'll be a part of that next year. And what conference we're in, I don't think is really that important. Um, because I think the biggest thing is the conferences can provide an automatic bid by mm -hmm. winning the championship of that conference. But, um, you know, if you're a top 10 team, you're going to get in with now with the 16 team draw, mm -hmm. but, uh, we'll be mountain Pacific sports federation or MPSF for, I think the next two years, because okay. everyone wanted to do two years and not one because one goes by so quickly. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Hopefully, if I do my job and other coaches do their job, we'll yeah. have uh, six teams in the Big Ten. Okay. That'd be so cool. We'll go from there. Who do you think would be the next school to add from the Big Ten? There's, That's well, a tough I, one. I can't even keep track of who's in the Big Ten anymore. Big Ten, like, there's you know, there's Penn State, there's Wisconsin, there's Nebraska, there's uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ohio State. So, yeah. There's Ohio State. Yeah, that would be Michigan. Ohio um, State, Michigan, Michigan, yeah, Indiana. There's um, Michigan State as well. Michigan mm -hmm. State. Yeah. Well, like Michigan should. More. They should have some extra money now winning a football national championship. Yeah. Yeah. Could beat you a couple hundred grand. Start them up. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're talking Such about easy the, school to sell. <laughs> yeah. It was the Pac-12 and the Big Ten for women's volleyball. I think. Without question, those are the two strongest conferences. And now, technically, they've merged in a yeah. sense. And so the it's they know volleyball. It's just a matter of moving over the beach side. You got to think like beach isn't even ten years old in uh, in the NCAA. So there's a lot long way to go. But I think we're in a really good good place. Yeah. Well, the pace and trajectory is crazy because I remember when it was introduced as an ABCA sport, they needed like maybe 40 schools to adopt it in four years, six years. And they hit it in like a year and a half. Right. And so technically still, still the fastest growing sport in NCAA history. It's so it's fun times. Yeah. Then this is like so much finality last in golf shores, last to pack 12 last dance for you two trying to make it four <laughs> straight. Yeah, It'd be yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, we're excited, excited about it, and we can't believe we're so close to to starting the season. Totally. Yeah. Again, the time goes by so quickly. Yeah. yeah. When uh, when do you guys start? Uh, late February. We'll okay. kick off the year this year in Hawaii nice. um, against some great teams: uh, Stanford, UCLA, um, Hawaii, LMU, and Hawaii. Oh, that's packed. And the, that'll be all um, right in late February, and then we'll be rolling. Nice. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be following along as much as I can from from the road, probably quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, you'll be busy, <laughs> busy yeah. man. Well, thank yeah. you guys so much for coming back on. Great to see all three of you again. Thank and you. Um, Dan, next time we have you back on, uh, I kind of expect to see what the fourth one looks like. <laughs> I gotta I gotta bring you a shirt too. I totally forgot. <laughs> bring you uh, the three P. The three P. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 So yeah. Well, thanks again, guys, thank and uh, good luck this year. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it.